July 27th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Got a packed show for you today. First, to give credit to our sponsor, Factor Meals. Factormeals.com. This is one of those fast delivery type entree meals. Um, I tell you the truth. We got a package. My wife and I became customers the other day. We got a package with five meals and Six smoothies. Those smoothies are gone in about 30 seconds. My kids crush those. And then the meals, they say two minutes and it's... I'm telling you, I'm somewhat of a food snob and I don't believe you can cook chicken in two minutes and have it be delicious. These things are incredible. We had a delicious pork chops meal with pesto, sun-dried tomato, chicken. The vegetables were tremendous. So I'm telling you, if you are someone who needs to cut down on time, these things are actually as advertised. I'm a little skeptical skeptical of stuff like this. And it was tremendous. And it wouldn't be on here if you didn't get a deal. If you go to Bucknuts, excuse me, factormeals.com slash Bucknuts50. Factormeals.com slash Bucknuts50. And you get half off. You get half off. It is legit. I'm telling you. We'll cut down on time. It's delicious. And... Um, keeps the show going. Now, what really keeps the show going is these two dudes. And this is a huge weekend. We have Surfet in the shoe. No, the dead's not playing. It is for recruits. It should be impressive. We have Nigel Glover, the former Northmont standout class of 2023, who went to Northwestern, was their top-rated recruit. Not up for all the... Uh, Hullabaloo there, and it's tr- and it's transferring. He's hit the portal. We'll get into that, and then obviously Sunday is Aaron Scott Day. So, good lord, if Aaron Scott doesn't commit to the Buckeyes, this site will probably melt. So we'll go from there. William, what can we do this weekend if we wanted to talk about Nigel Glover? His visit starts today. If you read the boarding house yesterday or followed anything from. The dean, we know he is taking three visits. He went to Kentucky, Ohio State today, Ann Arbor this weekend. How about you give us an understanding of what Nigel Glover is as a prospect now? He was not offered by Ohio State out of Northmont. And then Mark can give us a quick scouting report. William, the floor is yours. Yeah, Nigel Glover is about six foot three, 220 pounds. And um, his senior year, I uh, between his junior and senior years, I saw him play in person um, a couple times, I believe. Uh, came away very impressed with him, not only as a football player, I thought he was a good football player, but uh, really a quality person. You know, he, there's, you know, you talk to him and you could see why he, uh, picked Northwestern, you know, really uh, outstanding person, smart young man, and uh, a, a guy that, as we know, signed with Northwestern. But with what happened there, he decided he was going to look elsewhere. 
And as you mentioned, Dan, he started with an official visit to Kentucky. Uh, he is supposed to arrive at Ohio State somewhere around 1.30 this afternoon. His Ohio State visit, these are all official visits, by the way. Right. Uh, his Ohio State visit will be the rest of today and Friday. Uh, then he will leave Ohio State, and on Saturday, he will start an official visit Saturday afternoon in all likelihood to Michigan. That will last into Sunday, and then he'll try to come up with a decision next week. He wants to, you know, obviously time is of the essence here. He's a 2023 uh, guy, and he wants to get started at his school uh, with the rest of the guys. So time is of the essence here. Um when he was in high school, I, I really liked him. Um, high State did not offer him, but they liked him too. They were interested. Jim Knowles was recruiting him, and Jim Knowles is recruiting him now. I'm sure he'll also spend time uh, in the next uh, 24 to 48 hours with James Laurinaitis and uh, Ryan Day, for that matter, and we'll see how it goes. And as I mentioned, the, the Michigan visit will come after that, uh, and then he'll make his decision. I don't get the sense the decision will be much after the final visit. Mark, your thoughts on Glover as a prospect when you saw him at Northmont? Yeah, it's same thing Bill said. He was easy to like. Uh, you know, I, I liked him with Arbel Reese. I remember those guys being the top couple of players in the class. And I always thought because he was a high academic kid, Northwestern was a natural fit. Uh, he'd fit into the culture at Ohio State with the you know high GPA there. He's probably a depth ad right now which is kind of what we need at linebacker. I know we talked about the position of if we lost the player, you know, what would be the worst player to lose at some positions, like someone mentioned, maybe Eichenberg at linebacker because we don't have a lot of depth. This would add to that depth. He, he never really grew in a defensive end, you know, simple but thought all, but once he gets to college and adds weight, you might see him put his hand down, but he looks like he's truly going to stay as a linebacker. But in this defense, and this brings us to something else we talked about on the other podcast, the Knowles defense might be called a 4-2-5 or whatever, but those defensive ends, sometimes they do outside linebacker things, and there's outside linebacker responsibilities and certain looks, and, you know, you can kind of use guys as different pieces of the puzzle. Same with the strong safety. It's got Sam responsibility sometimes. So I think he may fit one of those defensive end or true linebacker roles. A couple things. One, I've been told uh... – the other day when I was having a conversation about him, you can't have enough six foot three, 230 pound guys on your team. Even if they're just running down on special teams, um, that size speed combination allows coaches to play some chess. Bill, my question for you to finish this off on uh, Nigel is, do you think how much of this is in response to not getting Kingston Villiamo Asa? Well, there's no doubt they want to add. They want to add a linebacker to this class. They um, they have Peyton Pierce, who is going to Ohio State as a Mike middle linebacker. Uh, they have Garrett Stover, who is going to Ohio State as a linebacker slash hybrid safety guy. I think he's going to be a linebacker ultimately. Um, then they wanted to add one more guy that could play the will linebacker position, maybe, maybe uh, grow into a guy that could also go back and forth between uh, a will and a jack position guy. That guy was Kingston, Viliamo Asa. When they didn't get him, uh, they turned then to Nigel Glover. He is exactly that. He was kind of a hybrid guy out of high school, a kind of a linebacker safety guy 
coming out of high school. But when he got to uh, Northwestern, they saw him as a will linebacker. So there you go. You know, do you, you've got your guy that's like a Kingston, a, a will linebacker potential guy that can do other things. So uh, he's the guy that they turn to. Uh, Josh Elliott asks, and I have the answer here, Bill, so no need. Curious if Michigan offered him out of high school. Michigan and Ohio State did not offer him out of high school, and Kentucky did. I'm not sure if that would have any effect on him going forward. But like we said, uh, Ohio State today, Ann Arbor this weekend, and my guess is we will get a decision early next week given the uh, condensed nature of my guy's uh, recruitment here and the need to get onto campus. Okay, speaking of getting onto campus, Bill, it's going to be a scorcher this weekend in Columbus. Friday, sunny and 97 um, on the turf. I don't know what that means, 140? But anyway, uh, summer fest in the shoe. Like I said, the dead will not be performing. Ryan Day and co. will. Um, Bill, give us a preview of what this is, what the goal is, who will be there and uh, how you are planning to stay cool. Well, as we know, uh, staying cool for the next 24 hours may be a little difficult because uh, my air conditioning at our house went out, and I believe the Rubin household, the same deal. How is that for uh, maybe the hottest day of the year today, and our air conditioners both go out. So We bought three extra fans. I got teenagers all (laughs) sleeping on the same floor. So it feels like I'm back in uh, college, and I don't say that. How, with how, is, how is Bill wearing a sweatshirt right now if the air conditioning's out? <laughs> well, there's no sun out right box. now, and, and our house is still below uh, the, around the 75 mark, so it's not horrible. But if that sun comes out, which I see peeking through a little bit now, all bets are off. But uh, getting back, and I got to – that sun is coming out now, so I'm going to adjust my lines there a little bit. Um, getting back to Summerfest in the shoe, that will be on Friday. And um, it's going to be kind of a combination of uh, just a fun time, games, that type of thing, eating and all that, and getting to know the coaches and all. Uh, really, it's more geared – towards the two class of 2025 and even 2026 a little bit, although there's going to be a, a decent showing of 2024 guys, most of which will be Ohio State commitments um, from the 2024 class. But uh, speaking of commitments, Tavian St. Clair is going to be there leading the charge for the 2025 guys. Then you've got all four offensive line commitments in the 2024 class current commitments are supposed to be there and uh sam williams dixon i know is supposed to be there another commitment so it'll be a good showing of commitments as far as the 2025 guys two of the headliners to me w- without a doubt are carter Lowe, the offensive tackle from toledo who i think mark and i both love uh he's supposed to be there as is luca gilbert uh the tight end from westchester lakota west and then a guy that uh, Bucknuts fans don't sleep on this guy. Uh, a guy named Matty Augustine from the class of 2025. He's an offensive tackle. Mark and I saw him at Ohio State's camp this summer. I was there watching him run the 40, and um, he uh, it was a morning that the 40 times for the offensive linemen were all 5'5 five, five to 6'2 uh, range. And then all of a sudden, 
this six foot seven, 260 pound offensive lineman runs a five, two forty. I said, Whoa, that's a scholarship offer guy right there. I think lo and behold, he got a scholarship offer that day. Uh, he likes Ohio state. He is from the same high school, Brunswick high school in Connecticut in Greenwich, Connecticut that uh, Miles Walker is from. So he is a guy to certainly be aware of this weekend as well. Ironically, Greenwich, not necessarily the football hotbed. I think the cost of living in Greenwich is about as high as anywhere else. Greenwich High School's all-time greatest player, Steve Young. But I digress. Um, <laughs> Mark, before we take, actually let's take a quick break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, we're back. A lot of questions about the class of 2025 in Ohio as we get into Summerfest and looking forward we are going to start introducing you to some of the better players in 2025. Obviously, we have not turned the page on 24 yet, but your staff is hard at work and has been on 25. As you well know, the quarterback's already locked up. But there's a lot of other names we got to get to know. First question is from Mark. Who is or who are, at this point, the class of 2025 guys in Ohio that you see as Ohio State caliber? Well, you know, Ohio State, it, traditionally, if they could get four or five guys in Ohio in this Ryan Day era, uh, maybe a few more, that's a big deal. Uh, and usually you didn't know who those guys were going to be till the end of senior year. Uh, by my count, uh, I think Ohio State has already offered nine players in Ohio in the class of 2025, which I think that's a lot it for is. that early. I yeah, I mean, I, I – I've been doing this for a while, but I don't know if there's ever been nine Ohio State kids and, you know, coming out of their sophomore year with an offer. Uh, let's just go over those guys because you better know these nine. And if not, you know, whatever. So Carter Lowe from Toledo, Whitmer, the giant offensive lineman. Bill just mentioned him. Uh, he'll be at the fest. Uh, Marquise Davis is the running back defensive back from Cleveland Heights. And if you remember, he was at Glenville and transferred to Cleveland Heights last year. He is a burner. He's known for his speed. Um, it could be on either side of the ball. I don't know where they're going to end up taking him, but he is just, uh, you want to talk about the fastest player in the class, go with Marquise Davis. You'll probably be fine. Luca Gilbert, who Bill mentioned out of Cleto West, he was a basketball player. His he first was. year of football was last year. Uh, and you know what he did a, for being a raw prospect. He's one of those guys that every time I see him, I like him a little more because he gets better and better and there's more to like, uh, Tavian Sinclair and Ryan Montgomery. We've been talking about them for 36 years now. Um, we know which one's going to Ohio State, so that battle's over. But, you know, that was early for Ohio State to land a quarterback in this class. Bo Jackson, another guy we've been talking about for a while. I, I think he wants to be a running back. He's been camping as a running back. Uh, he's from Villa Angela, St. Joe's, for the people who don't know. But he could also be a linebacker. Uh, Bill and I went to see him a couple times last year, and he had maybe an injury-plagued season and a couple blowouts where they didn't need him. And so we got a read on him, but I, I think this year is when we get the true read. 
Justin Hill from Winton Woods, and there's certainly a, a pipeline from Winton Woods. He's a linebacker that I really like. I've kind of touted him to be like C.J. Hicks from Alter or Sonny Styles from Pickerington uh, Central. He's a long body that can run. Uh, I, I don't know if we're talking about him enough, but I sure like him. Uh, a kind of a legacy player, Trey McNutt at Shaker Heights. Um, defensive back. He played a little offense there, but I think he's going to be a true safety. Uh, he could cover at safety. That's kind of what makes him special and maybe pushed him over the edge for the offer. Uh, Dorian Brew, uh, the longest corner in the class, you know, the longest corner we've seen in the last couple of years. I think he's got a very high ranking by 24-7 sports coming out of the gates. Uh, when I watched him, he went against uh, Springfield High School with two of the best receivers, uh, Thig Penn and Anthony Brown, that were power five receivers, and he was running right with them in man-to-man coverage and making plays. So as a sophomore, he showed some big-time skills. Uh, there are other guys at Northmont, as we're talking about him. Jaden Clark is a lineman that I loved. I thought he could be up an offer down the line. Uh, Cedric Works over at Northmont was another one that he's probably a power five kid, maybe not quite Ohio State, maybe, you know, uh, as this class grows. Uh, saw Jameer Scott this summer from Mount Healthy. I think uh, he's going to be at Ohio State. He's one of those safety corner hybrids. Uh, Caden Painting at Anderson down at Cincinnati. Uh, Dom Neal Rogers, the corner at uh, Winton Woods that has a Michigan offer and some other big offers. Uh, I might be putting some people to sleep now as I get farther down this list, but it's our job to kind of familiarize you guys with these names, maybe throw the names at you a few times by the third or fourth time the name sticks, and then you're, you're in the know. Luca Gilbert and Cedric Works, my uh, youngest son has played basketball with both of them. Cedric Works is a bull in a china shop, man. That is a powerful, powerful young man. Luca Gilbert, like you said, was a basketball player at first, and I was shocked when I heard he was going to football. I mean, he's legitimately six foot seven. He's not six eight. That's that modern kind of, I guess they're going to try and build on his frame, but great athlete, great, great hand eye coordination, had a nice touch around the basket. So, I mean, you know, as Jimmy Graham comes back, he could be like a Jimmy Graham type of player, you know, just to give people a reference. He, he really is that long. And, you know, know, Jimmy Graham, yeah, made a career just, you know, posting up at the goal line. All right, Bill. Here, here it comes. All the positivity from the Q and A section, as you know, when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to recruiting, there is nothing like Bucknuts for positivity, for seeing the the good in everything, and pulling that silver lining out of everything because that's just how things work. However, some guys slip through. <laughs> Edric Houston and Dylan Stewart. Speaking of needs. Are they going anywhere this weekend? Aren't all the barbecues happening this weekend, Bill? And before you answer that, I had someone put another huge positive thing on here. What did they say? They said, excuse me, uh, apparently no Houston or Stewart. So just the good feelings are flowing. Bill, help us out. Well, um, there are a lot of different events this weekend. Barbecue at Michigan, Summerfest in the Shoe for Ohio State. Uh, Michigan is Sunday. We've got Penn State has an event on Saturday. We've got Notre Dame with their event on Sunday. As I mentioned, the highest state is on Friday. South Carolina will have an event. So, you know, you go on and on. All kinds of events. Um, Stuart, it looks like uh, may turn up at South Carolina again. 
And again, I, I continue to say that does not mean he's going to sign with South Carolina. He can go there and Ohio State can still win that battle. Uh, he's going to win, I think, end up at one of the two schools. Uh, but don't, you know, don't write him off if he does end up at South Carolina. Ohio State is not writing him off. Um, Edric Houston told me uh, over the weekend that he would know uh, probably around now exactly what his plans are. Um, I'll be checking with him, hopefully getting a hold of him today to see what he decides. Um, he's talked about getting to Ohio State. He's talked about getting to uh, Clemson. He's talked about uh, – uh, you know, several different schools of getting to see those schools this weekend. We'll see what he ends up doing. But, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff happening this weekend. I'm just reading some comments, and uh, some of them aren't as informed as others. Uh, how about this? And then this guy has been mentioned forever, Bill. Um he just released his top five a, a while back, and I've always thought he's going to be in the class. Uh, wide receiver Jeremiah McClellan. Yeah, um, has not set a date when he's going to announce yet. Uh, you know, Ohio State in Oregon. You know, I've got him crystal ball to Ohio State. Oregon is still pushing; they're still working hard to get him. Uh, Missouri, his home state school, is working hard. Uh, I'm still going with Ohio State right now, but again, it's uh, it's it's not over. He's trying to make his decision. He hasn't even set a date yet to announce. Uh, he did tell me, though, um, about a week ago or so, that he really wants to announce his decision before the start of his senior football season. So I do think that one's coming up here in the next week, two weeks or so, whatever. But as of now, he has not set an announcement date let alone made a final decision and ready to announce it. All right, Phil, tell the people how they can follow everything this weekend. Actually, time out. I want to do a little thing first on 2025. I forgot this. Um, and we'll have this later today. I apologize. One, It's not just Ohio, guys, obviously. Ohio State is spreading the love everywhere. There is a guy from Texas in the class of 2025 named Devin Sanchez that I know they've zeroed in on early. When you hear about a guy this early and their interest is this intense, it's definitely a name to know. So we will actually have Mark has done a scouting report on him, and that will come for, uh, late afternoon. But, Mark, okay, Bill, actually, let's have you give a little intro on who Devin Sanchez is and how much they want him, and Mark will finish with your review of the standout. Uh, Devin Sanchez is arguably the best cornerback in the class of 2025, and uh, interest in Ohio State. He's from Houston, North Shore High School in Texas. His interest in Ohio State is legit. I talked to his mother while he was at Ohio State's camp uh, in June. I've talked to Devin numerous times. Um, his mother, father, and he uh, were at Ohio State in April. Uh, they were at Ohio State in June. They were going to come back for the Summerfest in the shoe tomorrow, uh, but in talking with Ohio State, uh, Devin and his family, they decide he doesn't really need to come to that so much. He needs to come to a game. So they rescheduled things, and he won't be at the Summerfest in the shoe. He and his parents will be back for the Ohio State-Penn State game. Pretty good time to return. Um, right now, he has told me flat out, Ohio State is his front runner. Um, he wants to go somewhere that he is going to be developed. And we know Ohio State has a reputation for development. So that's a big one. He is uh, 
as talented as any cornerback in the country he is a five-star guy. And he's a guy that uh, uh, Ohio state has a legitimate chance to pull out of Texas. And, and by the way, speaking of pulling guys out, Micah DeBose visited Ohio state on Tuesday. Micah DeBose is a five-star offensive lineman from Alabama that's committed to Georgia, but he grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, lived in uh, Cleveland until I believe about the age of eight, had a really good visit, landed a scholarship offer from Ohio State on Tuesday. As he put it, he's going to get back to Ohio State as soon as possible. Uh, we'll be back for a game. So uh, flipping a kid in Alabama from a Georgia commitment, what's the chances of that? You think about zero, but then you realize – He's from Cleveland, Ohio, and grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, and, uh, you know, likes Ohio State a lot. So that's a guy that Bucknut fans absolutely need to, to keep in mind, Micah DeBose. You can take the guy out of Cleveland, but you can't take the Cleveland out of the guy. We all know that. Mark, Devin Sanchez, let's get back to that. You had a chance to match him up. Ohio State, I think you can make the argument for this class that the Bryce West Aaron Scott combo at corners about as good as they've had next year. How about we do Dorian brew and import Devin Sanchez? Wow. I just say, wow. That I, you know, if you, someone said to you, uh, give me a list of 10 corners, you know, of that are six feet, two inches tall. If you could name 10, that may be the entire list. You know, it's a rare, skill set to have when you're that long. Once you get 6'3", six, 6'4", six, you're playing receiver. No one lets you go play defense. Uh, having just seen Bryce West and Aaron Scott last week, Aaron Scott's 6'2". Bryce West is probably six foot. I, I, I think I told you guys before, I always had them as about the same size and very equal. Mark, who's better? Flip a coin, okay? Well, when one's 6'2", and one's six foot, and they're both great football players, there's one guy that has a tiny bit more upside. Devin Sanchez has that same thing. Uh, he is 6'2". He is long. He is lighter than Scott and West. He's only about 170 pounds. But, boy, when you see him turn and run, the plays you can make with all that length down the field, it seems like he's got those uh, elastic arms that stretch out and bat balls away. Uh, so, yeah, 6'2 corners will get anyone excited. Dorian Bruce, 6'2". Aaron Scott, 6'2". Sanchez is 6'2". Bryce West is six foot. Yeah, you're putting out a basketball team in your secondary corner, you know, so that's what you want to do. And I, I have a whole theory about football, but if you can bring out cavemen, guys that are just bigger than everybody else at every position, it makes it a lot easier to coach and win football games. And some of these guys, when they walk out, they're going to look across the field and they're just going to be bigger. I hadn't actually thought about that, but the idea of a Scott West followed by a Sanchez-Brew combo at corner, that would be almost tantamount to what they've done at wide fever recently. That would be uh, spellbinding. Uh, incredible. All right, Bill, this is the last question. I'm going to answer first, and then you can finish it off. Chad Stryker, one of our best, one of our most consistent. I always am impressed with people who put their real name on there. Buckeye businessman. And then, Bill, what's your – and Mark, what's your – what would have happened if the Twitter social media existed during the John Cooper years? Okay. First, I'd like to get this on record. I am thankful that that did not exist or phones when I went to college because I have a reunion with my buddies coming up uh, very shortly. And 
the we would have had phones there, we wouldn't be having these reunions. So I just put it like that. Um, I don't think John Cooper would have enjoyed the game result as much. You know, he didn't enjoy it during it, but I can't hashtag Bianca Batuka that stuff. It would be uh, it would be rough. I think it may have hastened his exit. William, your thoughts? My first thought would be that uh, this bit of gray hair coming in right now would be much more pronounced by now had uh, had that been the case back then. Uh, my second thought would be uh, uh, those were when my kids were kids, and uh, I would have had to been dealing with that as well. So I'm thankful, I guess, that that wasn't the case. Those are my first two thoughts, but, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, John Cooper, like uh, the coaches have had to do now, would have dealt with it and and adjusted to it. How well? I don't know. Um, but they, he would have probably adjusted to it and done whatever is necessary to make it work, I, I'm sure. Yeah, listen, Coop could recruit now, too. So don't forget, the yep. social media would help him recruit. And uh, I don't know. I don't want to go any further with that and get crushed on here myself. I think they'd be, they'd be in fine shape. Oh, heavy weekend coming, um, I guess, Bill, before we sign off here. And um, I got to sign off with you guys on this. Let's let's go on the record. And I literally, I've n- I'm not supposed to hope and pray. I hope Aaron Scott commits to Ohio State simply for the fact that my site that I generate revenue for my family off of will literally melt on the internet. I don't even know what would happen. (laughs) So I really don't. I really don't. Um, Let's sign off with your prediction for Sunday, Aaron Scott day. Mark, you go first and we'll let the Dean finish it up. Yeah. I said it a few weeks ago. It's his dad's birthday. I don't know if you want to give your dad a birthday present on a birthday to go into his favorite team's mortal enemy. And obviously his favorite team was Ohio State. So, boy, if you commit to Michigan on your father's birthday, you got a pair that's going to serve you well later in life. All right, Dean. Roll the ball again or what? Well, I think I – again, I've said this before. I think I put that crystal ball pick in for Aaron Scott – when I was uh, doing most of my work with a chisel and a tablet, I think it's been about that long. So I don't like to change crystal ball picks. Uh, I don't change them very often. So uh, my plan right now is to stay with that crystal ball pick uh, of Aaron Scott to Ohio State. Uh, Buckeye Nation hopes I get this one right. And I've got that pick there now. And that's, uh, I don't have plans at this point, at least, to change it. Well, if you do change it late, I can tell you this. Our fans and Bucknoters love it when crystal balls change down the stretch very <laughs> late. So be, feel free to do that and improve your Q rating. All right, we got a we got a hectic weekend coming here. Let's start the weekend today with Nigel Glover through the weekend, summer fest, and then Aaron Scott on Sunday. So keep it locked into Bucknuts. We appreciate you guys stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknoters. Bye.